Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me are my very special guest. It's Haley Lamb, Communications Manager for the Michigan Farmers Market Association. And also with me is Jenny Radin, Program Manager with the Michigan Farmers Market Association. And today we are going inside the Michigan Farmers Market Association. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much for your time here. I know that the spring season is kicking into high gear, and I know that you have mega projects and things going on related to your work here with the association. So thank you so much for allowing us to come inside of your association. Now, as we get started, this is the first time that I've had the opportunity to talk to both of you and the first time you've been on my show. We always like to get to know our guests a little bit and some fun facts about you. So with that being said, Haley, are you native to Michigan? Yes, um, born and raised here. Okay. Now, did you grow up in any sort of an ag setting, like a farm or any anything like that? No, um, I grew up certainly surrounded by a lot of cornfields, but I didn't have the pleasure of really getting to know the ag world until I joined the MIFMA team here. Okay. And I see that after high school, you went to Kindle College of Art and Design. Yes, that's correct. Um, I majored in photography, um, which, you know, really prepared me for um, the communications field in some expected and some surprise ways. Okay. And then I see that you, like you said, you just mentioned uh, arts and photography, but then you did a, a kind of a flip here a little bit and you got into some sales positions as well. Yeah. So um, I come to MIFMA really by way of the nonprofit industry. Um, previously, I was more in the fine arts and art education space, um, but once I learned about MIFMA's food access work and I saw there was a position available on the team, um, I knew this is where I was supposed to be. It was in the cards, right? <laughs> okay, and uh, you've been now with the association a little under two years? Um, I joined or, the team in January 2020, um, okay. right before things got exciting. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you picked the time to start up there with that. So uh, again, you're just really getting into it. And now we're back to full steam ahead, knock on wood. And, and Jenny, did you grow up in any sort of an ag background? No, actually, um, similar to Haley, I grew up in a very um, rural town in Michigan um, that had a large agriculture presence, but it wasn't until I really got into college that I started to, to really hone in on my interest in agriculture. And I see that you are a Spartan. You went to Michigan State University. I sure did. Um, I graduated in 2020 with a bachelor's of science and I studied um, environmental studies and sustainability and had a minor of sustainable agriculture and food systems. Um, so you, you, really, had your, you had your hands full there. <laughs> I, I absolutely did. But, it, you know, it really set me up for success. So no complaints for me. Perfect. What happened right after you graduated? So I actually started at MIFMA um, in 2018. Um, as a student assistant. Um, and after I graduated, I graduated in May of 2020. So again, right when things were pretty crazy. Um, and MIFMA just happened to, to have a full-time position open. I was already working there and it, it just seemed like a really natural fit. So um, I was brought on full-time and I've, I've been with them ever since. Excellent. The next question I'm going to ask you both, we could probably take 10, 15, half the show talking about this, but 
when you reflect on your time that you've been with the association, if you were to pick three freeze frame, wow, special moments, you know, that you're really proud of, what would they be, Haley? Yeah, I mean, um, my experience here has really been shaped by, um, should I say, the events of the last few years. Um, And I am just incredibly proud of the work we did to keep markets open and operating um, throughout 2020 and 2021. From the very beginning, the state of Michigan allowed and really even encouraged markets to stay open. But of course, it uh, wasn't as easy as just flipping the open sign up and setting up the tents. Um, there was a lot of rules and regulations and special considerations that our market managers uh, had to consider. And I am just so proud of them for continuing to open and operate throughout that um, exciting time. Met the challenge head on and plowed ahead forward. Jenny. Yeah, similar to Haley, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of markets for staying open. I'm also really proud of the MIFMA team um, because things were crazy for markets, but they were certainly crazy for us as well. Um, as we transitioned to remote work seemingly overnight, um, we were able to continue to provide um, technical support for markets without ever missing a beat. Um, so that that was really important. But on a, on a bigger note here, um, this is kind of a reoccurring wow moment that I'm proud of, but just the farmer's markets at the Capitol, which I know we'll get into later in the show. Um, but there is so much that goes into planning those. Um, and it, it really makes me proud to see um, the community come out and, and support Michigan agriculture and um, purchase, you know, the products that they love from, from our vendors and even to see some of our state legislators come down and, and talk with their constituents. Um, it just it makes me really proud to be a part of that. It certainly is a win-win situation. No questions about that at all. Well, the association that you're part of looks to me like it's a relatively young organization. And if I saw this correctly, it started in Haley 2006. That's correct. So um, as the farmer's market sector really started um, getting larger and larger um, in the early 2000s, researchers at Michigan State University identified the the need for a statewide organization for some way to keep um, everything organized and developing and supported. Um, So the Michigan Food and Farming Systems received a grant from the Project for Public Spaces Um, Drew Montry was hired and facilitated a year of planning and development. And then, um, just like you said, in April 2006, MIFMA was born. Um, And And we've been trucking along ever since. Perfect. And you're a 501c3 nonprofit organization? That's correct. Okay. And uh, you have a board of directors that has, I imagine, a lot of the several state major stakeholders, including vendors on the board. Yeah, we have um, a selection of market managers, industry professionals, um, and farmers and vendors as well. Okay, so can you give us any perspective in terms of when the when the markets act, when the association started up? Uh, what was the scope of the uh, the industry in the state of Michigan in terms of the number of farmers markets throughout the state? Yeah, so back then um, in the early two thousands. The numbers that we have showed that there are about 90 markets throughout the state. Um, And for the last several years, that number has stayed pretty consistent um, between 250 and 300. So quite a bit of growth um, in a very short amount of time. So what do you attribute the main drivers to that growth? Obviously, the work that you all are doing is is, is a major part of that. But what what else uh, goes into that? 
Of course, on the market end of things, you know, there was just excitement coming from all angles. So there was um, a lot of investors really interested in supporting their markets, um, startup funders and pilot projects and all just sorts of um, money and support and manpower to make these markets happen. Um, and of course, just as exciting and just as strong was that demand for shoppers to be able to access fresh local food, support business in their community, um, and really make their communities um, a great place to be. That's a reoccurring theme that I hear across the country talking to uh, market managers, not surprised about that at all. That demand seems to continue to keep on spiking and growing, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Now, the last two years, boy, they have not been anything but normal for any of us. I think that's a mild way to put it. Um, but you know what? I was very, very impressed when I read some of your annual reports and read some of the things that you were able to not only carry on, but to build upon some of the services and things that you were doing. And I know that you did several virtual operations. How successful were they? Oh, we uh, just were so pleased with um, the support and the ability to transition to those virtual events. So um, our 2021 first ever all virtual conference, we had over 90 attendees, which is about as many as we'd expect for an in-person conference. So um, everyone we knew and love and might not have been able to travel to Lansing for an in-person conference could join us that way. Um, and we were able to certify 21 new market managers through our market manager certificate program, which again is extremely comparable to an in-person program. And did I see 21,000 visits to your farmer's market tool? I mean, we're not talking 2,100, we're talking 21,000. That is correct. So in 2020, we launched an all new MIFMA.org, um, a big focus of which was that find a farmer's market tool. And over 21,000 shoppers across the state um, use that tool to find farmers markets near them. That is fantastic. Jenny, you have many different responsibilities and roles in the organization. And one I know that is extremely important when we talk about the quality of the markets, obviously, is the market manager certification program. So give us a little brief description of what this core curriculum covers and how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Market Manager Certificate Program is um, a voluntary program that's designed to encourage farmers market managers to pursue leadership skills and professional development in topics essential to market management. Um, so a, there's a whole host of topics, but a few of them include um, mission-driven market management, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, licensing and regulations, um, food assistance programs at the farmers market, and managing risk. Um, so um, it looks it's looked a little bit different in the past couple of years due to the pandemic, um, but typically um, it would include an in-person, a couple of in-person dates for networking um, and, and allowing the cohort to really meet each other, um, and then a series of webinars, quizzes, homework assignments, and um, a final presentation about their farmer's market um, that totals up to about 35 hours of training. Um, do you do this more than one time a year or, just, or is it one time of the year you always offer this? We only offer it once a year um, because we try to do it in the off season because um, market managers are far too busy during farmer's market seasons to, to also try to take this course. Um, so we typically offer it um, in the, it begins the third week of January and runs for a, 
about five weeks in the hybrid format. Um, the previous two years have had to be fully virtual due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So we kind of stretched it out a little bit to 12 weeks, but um, typically it's, it's early in the year. And I can see having it in the winter months there when the markets really aren't in, in fully engaged at that time, it seems like a perfect uh, opportunity to offer that kind of a program. Now, once somebody goes through this, is it a one-time deal or do they have to maintain certification by renewing, by taking some other courses each year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we do have a continuing education program that kind of piggybacks off of um, the market manager certificate program. So it is optional, um, but it's for those farmers market managers that are really um, looking to, to expand themselves and, and really be a champion of their market. Um, so they have the option to recertify, um, and that includes completing 20 hours of professional development within three years. So um, those professional development hours include, you know, things like MIFMA programming, um, attending the conference um, or educational webinars that we put on. Um, they can earn professional development hours by volunteering at other markets um, or by um, if they find, you know, an external program um, that that seems relevant, um, that can also be approved by us to, to earn toward their professional development hours. What's the feedback that you have received from those managers that have gone through this program? What difference has this made in their operation of their markets? Yeah, um, feedback has been largely positive, um, especially in the last few years, um, with market managers quoting that they wouldn't have been nearly as successful as a new or beginning market manager um, without receiving training that they did during the program. Um, and some managers have even noted that they plan to use this certification to advocate for fair compensation, um, which is something that is often overlooked in, in that position of market management. Perfect. Switching topics here now, you know, every uh, markets around the country, uh, you go through the seasonal uh, cycles. When we talk about Michigan, we talk about right now, what is the seasonal harvest looking like in the early season? Yeah, so um, if you visit your local farmer's market, um, you're likely to find a lot of greens right now, things like spinach, arugula, um, salad mixes, bok choy. Um, it's a little bit late, but you might still be able to find some asparagus at your farmer's market. Um, and then it might be a little bit early, but you might just be starting to see some strawberries pop up, which is always exciting. Now you're getting me a craving right now as you say <laughs> strawberries and boy, asparagus, you can't go wrong with that with, with fish and anything else. It's all great stuff. Hey, one of the things I learned preparing for the show, and I did not realize this, but I saw a note that there's over 300 crop products uh, in the state of Michigan and it's the second largest in the country behind California? Yeah, I know. Um, agriculture is, is certainly uh, diverse um, throughout this state, which is something that makes our farmer's market so great. Excellent. Well, right now it is time to salute all our outstanding show sponsors that make our program possible. That does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. All organizations have special uh, events that provide unique experiences for all of their customers uh, throughout the season to bring them back and to get them all excited about that. Uh, Jenny, you mentioned this already a little bit, but we're gonna go into this more now. 
But boy, I don't know any other state uh, that I've seen that has capital days. So how many years has this been going on and how did this start? Yeah, so um, I believe we are in our 16th year of farmers markets at the Capitol um, with the notion that we did not have um, the markets in 2020 um, due to the pandemic. Um, so it really started um, as a way to um, provide a thriving marketplace that showcases Michigan food and agricultural products. Um, and really it's an effort to educate our state decision makers on the importance of supporting farmers, ag-based businesses and farmers markets. Um, so vendors travel from all over the state to showcase their Michigan ag products um, to our state legislator in the greater Lansing community. And um, we typically see everything from fruits and veggies to meat, baked goods, dairy products, maple syrup, honey, um, soap, plants and flowers, and, and certainly much more. Has this impacted any sort of grant funding for your organization and being in front of legislators and those kind of decision makers when they see this in action? Yeah, so um, we actually have at a few markets hosted um, a coffee hour in the morning too for legislators to come down and chat with us about um, you know certain advocacy priorities that we have specifically for um, funding for food assistance programs at farmers markets um, like the SNAP EBT program and um, the Double Up Food Bucks program. So um, having them um, being right at their front door is certainly a plus um, when getting getting some face time with our legislators. Cannot put an emphasis enough on that. Having those people in your camp makes a huge difference. You have, it looks like a series of these capital days beginning in the month of June. Um, it actually begins typically in July. Um, oh, okay. we, we typically host three, like I said, in 2020, we had none. Um, and last year we only hosted one in September, but this year we're hoping to be back for all three dates. Um, so those dates this year are July 21st, August 18th, and September 29th. Perfect. We will post that information up uh, as we get closer to those dates. We'll put it on our show Facebook page for you as well. Hey, you, you. you are a membership-driven organization, and the strength is really in your membership that's extremely critical to your operations. So uh, you, I noticed you have membership at different levels. It's not only for uh, the markets themselves, but also individuals. Elaborate on that. Yeah, so um, we do offer membership structures um, for, for a number of different levels. Um, so farmers markets can join, um, farmers and vendors can join, and individuals. Um, and it's really because uh, the scope of our work goes far beyond um, just market managers. And um, you know, we really like to, to there's like a broader sphere of, of food systems work that we play into where we have key partners and, and things like that, people that really want to support us. And so um, we want to make sure that we have a membership level that, that suits their organization. And even to have membership categories for students as well. And you have a myriad, looking at all of the benefits that you have accrued from membership, boy, it is packed with benefits, resources, uh, networking. There's so many benefits and added support there with it. Uh, I know that's all laid out for you very clearly in, in your website and social media sites. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but great benefit and, and the price, I could not believe. What would be the, the price points? Give us some price points. Yeah, so um, 
farmers markets, I believe for, for our smaller markets, it starts at $75 annually um, and goes up based on the number of vendors present at the market um, to kind of scale to size there. Um, for farmers and vendors, it's um, $50 annually, but if they sell at a farmer's market that is a MIFMA member that's discounted to $30. Um, and then for individuals, again, it scales based on um, the size of the organization. So for individuals, I believe it's $20 or $30. Haley, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then it scales up based on, based on your organization. Well, that isn't a bargain. I don't know what is. That is unbelievable there. And it is packed with benefits. So you want to make sure you check out the membership benefits and the membership information. Well, Haley, when we look into the great ag crystal ball, and I have, I have one here on my desk, you can't see it. Um, but anyways, we look three to five years ahead and really be brave when we look that far ahead. Don't you wish we could just shatter that crystal ball and look right clearly in it? But when you look ahead uh, and see what you see evolving, what sort of things do you see happening and the services, how's that gonna impact the services that you're offering? What does the future look for the Michigan Farmers Market Association? Oh gosh, I think we could have a podcast episode all about <laughs> just this question. Um, there's, I just really wanna see, um, you know, markets and farmers and vendors continue to receive the policy support they need to operate safely, to access uh, food assistance benefit, uh, point of sale equipment, um, to meet all of their needs. I want to see shoppers, um, you know, continuing to make that um, trip to the market just a natural part of their routine, whether, uh, you know, it's a normal school week at home or whether you're traveling up north for the weekend. Um, I am really hoping to see that um, more markets um, increase their uh, ability to accept food assistance benefits. Um, Right now, uh, Michigan markets have access to free SNAP point of sale equipment, um, and I just would love to get that in the hands of uh, every market manager and farm stand operator across the state. Building things step by step as you continue to move forward. And uh, you share a brief success story, Jenny, with us in terms of somebody that's joined a market that's joined your association and what that's done for them. Yeah, um, Haley kind of alluded to this um, a little bit earlier in the show, but um, the main thing that comes to mind is um, our service throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. So, um, you know, as new uh, um, mandates and regulations were being posted, um, our team, specifically Haley, um, worked really hard to get that into a, a more um, digestible format for markets to understand, you know, what is needed from them and, and also give them some guidelines and maybe best practices. Um, and while that information was certainly posted on our website for all markets because of, you know, the severity of the situation, our members, um, received those updates as soon as we had them available through email and, and, you know, social media and other communications, um, and many markets reported that that kind of direct support really took a lot of stress out of the situation. Um, and then it helped them feel more confident in operating their market safely um, and successfully during that pandemic. So um, the value of that communication, I guess, um, would be really be unmatched. We could take a whole nother podcast and just talk about all the successes that all of the markets have been able to accrue because of their affiliation and what you've been able to provide through your services and your association. 
And I know that we could easily talk another three or four hours in terms of all the benefits, the programs and the things that you're offering uh, too. But I think you've kind of given us a really great appetizer here today of what the Michigan Farmers Market Association is all about. And you know what, if I knew a way that I could stop the clock from ticking right now, I would do it without hesitation at all. Uh, and it's, it's obvious to me that you really have a great operation going with your Michigan Farmers Association. And I can see why the markets are thriving in the state because of organizations such as yours. So make a kudos to both of you for your leadership, uh, to your entire staff, to your board, your vendors, your volunteers, your sponsors, and the major community stakeholders throughout the state uh, that really pull together and create exemplary farmers markets throughout the state of Michigan. Hey, I wish you both much success as you continue to get into the season here. And I look forward to checking back with you maybe later on in the year once again. Again, thank you both so much for your time and talent and allowing us to go inside the Michigan Farmers Market Association here today. And as we wrap up, a final acknowledgement to all of our show sponsors. That does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding customer service. Find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. And for more information, you can contact Melinda Lee, the organization director at mlee at OFBF, Dot org. That's mlee at ofbf.org. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, located on Coleman's Crossing. It offers great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects, along with highly individualized customer service. Open Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to noon. Check them out today at libertybankmarysville.org. That's libertybankmarysville.org. Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, on Converse Huff Road off of Route 42. It's your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses, deli meats, baked goods, and fresh local produce, and much more. And their corn crib area has just opened up, and it is fully stocked with fresh local produce, including Ohio strawberries right now, too. So, hey, be sure also to order online. Utsi's Farm Market. It's worth the drive. And the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive, local food nourishes our communities, and ag practices protect and enhance our communities. Now's the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits, including organic certification, educational events led by experts, one-on-one -on -one technical ag support to grow or support your business. Go to OEFFA. Dot org. That's OEFFA.org. Your patronage and support of all of our show sponsors makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again on our next Ag Journey on June the 7th as we get a very special preview of the premier Iowa State Fair with Mendy Williamson's communications manager. You can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for show details, ag announcements, special ag stories, and much more. Until the next time, Make it an agritastic week.